Hi, I'm Shagan Lawson. I'm CEO and President of Thor Explorations. We're a West Africa-focused gold producer. We've just built our first mine in Nigeria where we're on track to produce between 95 and 100,000 ounces this year. And we've got a second project in Senegal, which we're advancing through uh, exploration. Shagan, good to see you, mate. I see you. Well, nice to be here. I'm been, very well, thank you. You've been, but you've been doing the European tour thing. I have been. I have been doing the conference circuit. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's been quite enjoyable getting the story out there and meeting yeah. people who haven't uh, heard of Thor yet. And, yeah. it's, and I'm pleased to say it's been pretty positively received. Well, should be. Not too many people building mines in this current environment. It's a year ago, first pour, pretty much hitting the numbers you want? Yes. So we poured first in July. Uh, last year and then obviously had the ramp up a couple of teething issues but since December last year yeah. we've been producing commercially uh, we had a great first quarter this year and encouragingly for us there have been improvements quarter upon quarter since Q1 yeah and we should hopefully end up at the upper end of our guidance which is between 95 and 100,000 ounces this year now that's something going right I always say to people mining's tough but mining's been especially tough for the last 18 months uh, cost environment has been fluid we'll call it and, and fluid on only going upwards, the costs are rising. How have you managed that? Yeah, look, we've been exposed to the, the costs as well. But one thing I have to say is, you know, our mine is quite unique in a, in a number of ways. We, it's the only gold mine in Nigeria. Um, in Nigeria, you have a lot of compressed natural gas, mm. which is an alternative source of fuel. We switch from diesel to compressed natural gas. That brings our costs down mm. in terms of reagents, uh, use, uh, use of... Um, Sorry, that brings our costs down in terms of energy uh, yeah. uh, prices. In terms of reagents, uh, we've been very fortunate with the ore body. Uh, about 70% of our recovery is just from gravity alone, which brings the reagents uh, cost down as well. Uh, and then also going forecasting uh, forwards, we've been purchasing ammonium nitrate and spare parts in you know, larger volumes uh, seven months in advance just to avoid the volatility in that seven months of the, the price shocks. It's kind of interesting, it's, it's careful management and sort of tweaking these, these, these variables, you, could, you kind of got lucky and you, you made some good strategic moves in, in that sense. But at the end of the day, you produce, okay, let's say, let's say 95 to 100,000 ounces, you should be a half billion dollar company. You're not, right? <laughs> right? Yeah. So what, what's happening there? Look, I think, uh, first of all, it speaks about the, the market and the sector as a whole. Everyone's going through it um, undervaluation. Uh, but secondly, you know, we're also a new name, building a first, or should I say having built a first of its mm. kind project mm. in a jurisdiction where it's never happened before. And then thirdly, uh, I think if we keep delivering yeah. at the end of the day um, and we keep producing the numbers we're producing and rapidly paying down our debt and transitioning to free cash flow, I think a re-rating will, will happen at some point, particularly when you know, the cyclical business of commodities uh, goes into an upcycle. Yeah, okay, yeah. We, we, we've cycled into a moment in time. We've got to, we're hoping we cycle out of it re relatively sharpish. But let's talk about some of the base numbers. I want to, for people new to this story, I want to introduce some of the, the baseline numbers that they should be looking at. Okay, we, we've talked about the amount of ounces you've got. Let's talk about life of mine and the, and the cost of those ounces. Yeah, so we have a life of mine currently for about five and a half years. Right. We, pretty quietly confident we can extend that because right. we have a, a larger resource than reserve. We have an all-in sustaining cost for the life of mine, around about $700 per ounce. Wow. We have our all-in sustaining cost of this year, mm -hmm. uh, $850 to $950 per ounce. We have our all-in sustaining cost over the next uh, two years of around about the same, just under $900 per ounce. Right. So we think there's a very good margin at today's gold price. 
and we think we should be generating a lot of cash. Right, and, and you're paying down debt, you paid off you know, 50% of the, of the debt position, leaving you with what, how much debt at the moment? So we have about $28 million right. of senior debt left. Okay, yeah. I want to talk, I'm going mean, to run through this, because I think it's important to kind of keep this really simple for folk to understand how good the potential of this thing is, right? Senegal, we'll come to in a second, right? We've got five and a half year life of mine, so you know, priority number one, you've got to get that to over 10 years life of mine. That's, that's the kind of magic number people kind of think of, so how do you do it? Through exploration um, and to understand why we're quietly confident, you have to understand where we've come from. We've come from a situation where we were exploring with a very limited budget. We drew a line in the sand when we knew the economics were very compelling. We've managed to fund the project, build it and generate this cash. Now, in our first nine months of our first calendar year, we've paid back half the debt. We can either... You're obliged to if you chosen to. No, we, we were obliged to. It was, okay, a very, okay. it was a very front-ended uh, financing facility that was put in right. place. Now we're in a position where if we stick with the current financing, we can be completely debt-free this time next year, right. or we can restate that debt over the next three years and pay $9.4 million a year. Either way, there are benefits to both, mm. but I mean, restating the debt to $9.4 million then frees up even more cash flow for, for exploration. And that's where we think, you know, the mind life extension would come from. Right. Obviously, so refining that out because you've a bit of flexibility, and I guess because you have delivered and there is cash flow and the track over paying down, you, sh you should be able to do that without it costing too much. So that that's an option for you how to play that. But currently, given my decision yet, currently, how much are you allocating to exploration? How many meters does that convert to? Um, you know, what, what, what that, could that mean in terms of bringing answers into the resource? Okay, so currently we have a first pass of about 7,000 meters. Yeah. Uh, so it's two programs, one's 4,000 meters and one is uh, 3,000 mm -hmm. meters. Um, the 3,000 meter program is dedicated to going underneath the pit and extending yeah. the um, underground. We've only drilled down to about 280 meters. Mm -hmm. We have identified a number of high-grade chutes. We're doing infilling around that. We think, you know, there's a high potential of uh, extending the mine life by introducing underground ounces to supplement right. the open pit. That underground drilling has actually started. Right. Just, uh, so grades, get remind people of the grades. So the, the grade for the uh, existing underground resource is around about seven grams per right. ton. Right, okay. The highest grade intersections that we, we're drilling in the underground in some of the chutes are about four and a half meters wide at 18 grams per ton, four and a half meters wide at 15 and a half grams per okay. ton. And you have some eight gram and 10 gram sheets as well. So the grade is certainly higher. Yeah. The tonnage isn't quite what we have in the open pit, right. but it's all about finding you know, a, a larger critical mass to supplement the open pit. Well, so you're after, that, you're after that contained metal and, and those sorts of grades, I think, underground wise, should, should be good. You should, yes. you, you'll be making money yes. at those sorts of levels. Right, so only seven and a half, 7,000 meters. Doesn't sound like a lot, right? So again, how do, you, how do you envisage next year going in terms of your ability to start making decisions around targeting, of where, where are you gonna drill, how much more drilling you do and how quickly you do that? Yeah, so now we're in production, uh, maybe I should have explained better, apologies. 7,000 meters is the first pass. Right. At the 7,000 meters, we all sit around the table, we say, these are our new priorities. Right. What's the next uh, phase? So now we're in production, drilling is just an ongoing process in okay. parallel with, um, okay with our production. It's not a case of getting a budget for, for a particular program. The fact that we have your no own cash flow, yeah, we have our own cash flow. We right, have no okay. real, we haven't inherited any data to build a, a program around. We just do it step by step incrementally 
on the targets we've generated, and the first pass for those targets is a 7,000 meters. Right, and so in terms of, in terms of retained skill set, right, okay, from, from where you've come from, you're now, you're, you're mind builders, you're now operators, the exploration team are what, sort of legacy people? people have been no, around no, 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 we, we have an excellent exploration right, team. Okay. And, they have such knowledge built up over the last six years in Nigeria. Yeah. Um, they understand the geology. We've, we've issued, uh, we've mandated structural geological reports. For the first time, we're doing a significant ground mag exploration, uh, using that as a tool as well. Mm -hmm. um, so you know, the, the team is there. It's composed of, um, in fact, it's led by all Africans from Tanzania, from Ghana, from Nigeria. Mm -hmm. And they're doing a great job there generating yeah. these targets. No yeah. bet. Okay. Um, so, right, you, you know the goal, as far as the market's concerned, I want 10 years' life of mine from you. Yeah. you want to, I want you to kind of keep, you know, keep those costs to, you know, the, the, the numbers you're delivering at the moment is good. If you can sustain that, you are going to go underground. Does that mean there will be a capital expenditure requirement for that? And if so, what's the timing on that? Or you have to go to market or are you going to self-fund? So, from the studies we did in our preliminary economic assessment, yeah. Um, the capital requirement was $12 million oh, to put wow. a decline in from the, okay. from the bottom of the right. pit. Yeah. Um, we can fund that from our own sure. cash flow. Sure. Uh, we're hoping to do that as early as 2024 um, and supplement the open pit from then going onwards. Uh, we have that, and then we obviously have lower hanging fruit in terms of CapEx requirement, in, which is hugely dependent on the success of the drilling of the satellite right. targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So any satellite targets we find hugely materially uh, beneficial to the company's MPV mm. because there's no real capex requirement. We're looking at building whole roads to the plant. Real short and distances. And we're not talking big distances. Right. Okay, okay. So that, I guess that all that helps. So uh, we will follow that bit and see if you keep delivering, keep hitting those numbers quarter after quarter. That's what we want, success. But you've got the second asset. You put out some numbers recently. It's earlier days, obviously. So what's the ambition there? So that second asset, we got to our first major milestone last year, which is a maiden resource, mm -hmm. and that came in very, we were very happy with yeah. where we landed, 730,000 ounces, really one and a half grams per tonne. We noticed in that uh, program there were a number of high-grade uh, structures within the resource, which we felt if we drilled around and we got some grade, we could pick up the ounces mm -hmm. and the grade. Yeah. It's been very successful so far. We press-released um, our results uh, last week. We were getting intersections up to 13 grams per tonne, eight meters wide and nine grams per ton. So we're very happy with that and we've got more results coming in. Uh, we would have liked to, as we said to the market, update the resource this year, mm -hmm. but the, every time we've drilled, we've, we've, it's been a good dilemma to find more gold. Yeah, yeah. So we've extended that program through right. to, we're drilling through to the end of the year then, right. and we will update our resource in Q1 next year. The plan, straight after updating the resource, we'll do our first economic study there. And that'll be the first time the market can really start putting a value on, on this project. Right, but why, why rush into it, right? We're sort of seeing, again, because of the market pressures, um, companies delaying that, that process, delaying getting into the economic study phase because it can, can signal in the cost and inflationary environment, the CapEx numbers are crazy. We've seen companies go from, you know, you know, we're at 68% IRRs down to 25% IRRs. We've seen cost overruns of 150 million bucks. Just going from PEA to PFS stage. Mm. It's, it's, like I said, a very fluid environment. People are very nervous of doing that. Plus, one million ounces used to be okay. Two million ounces is 
slightly more flavor of the month and if you can hit three million all of a sudden everyone's interested in this thing so why rush to get into the economic study um, phase I, I think it would be good to get to that milestone for our internally as well, yeah. knowing that, look, we have this project which has zero value in our share price at the moment Yeah. to basically to demonstrate some economics to ourselves and also to our shareholders. I think they, they deserve that. But does it, uh, what, does it signal other kind of intent, like you'd flip it out or, or sell it or something? Or is it no, just, no, no. Because you can do those numbers yourself internally, right? You don't need to go through economic studies to face this. No, no, I, I think we do because we're, we're, we're a growth company. We are generating 100,000 ounces in, in um, Nigeria annually. We think back of the envelope, we can do something similar in Senegal, 100 to 150,000 ounces. Okay. We see ourselves in a situation where we have the mine building experience. Uh, we've just successfully built a mine in, in Nigeria. We have an EPC contractor who's also a shareholder that we get on very well with. Yeah. Our largest shareholders are Africa Finance Corporation. So there's uh, access to capital uh, requ if uh, required for CapEx. You know, why not repeat what we've done in Nigeria and Senegal when it's not yeah. too far away? And the first uh, inkling as to whether or not we can do that is to understand what the economics are mm -hmm. and let our shareholders know that these are very deliverable economics. So we think it's hugely beneficial to go down and do this first economic study. Okay. And with the intent to maybe kind of get into production quickly too. Because like, again, typical, you know, if you look at North American companies, they're like, oh, we need, to, we need to get to our two million answers and then we'll kind of get into production when, at, at a point much, much further down the line. Partly because they don't actually want to ever get into production and want to make it someone else's problem. You're not frightened of that. Um, but they're also delaying any revenue. That's a problem in terms of, you know, it's, it's, they're going to have to keep raising money, it's, anti, it's dilutory, not, no money's coming in when it could be, maybe that's the wrong strategy. You, you're not frightened of that, that kind of short-term... Uh, that's not our strategy. I, yeah. mean, I hope, as we've demonstrated already, you know, we've built a mine, yeah. we're generating cash, we intend to also return cash to shareholders. I'm a significant shareholder myself with skin in the game, I'm aligned with shareholders. Uh, we have absolutely no intention of raising any dilutive equity. We believe we can self-fund this. We believe now we're generating very strong cash flow out of Nigeria. Um, getting leverage uh, to yeah. build a project is uh, uh, very realistic as well. So, no, our, our aim is to increase our production. Mm. Our aim is to continue the growth of the company. We believe it's beneficial doing it, diversifying ourselves by jurisdiction, mm. also diversifying ourselves by stage of development, completing uh, a mine and having a team in Nigeria that's built a mine and moving forward at the right timing to do the same in a different jurisdiction. Is very, it all delivers very good value to, to share. No, I, I, I get it, but it's sort of like old school mentality. My banking days would have been, oh, 10 year life of mine, I'd say uninvestable. You went and found some alternative financing. It felt a little bit expensive at the time, but right now it feels cheap, right? It felt like, like a good thing to do because it got you going. Um, and because you're going, I suspect it'd be a little bit easier to raise capital for, for Senegal, depending on what you do and how you, how you come at that. And I, I know I'm asking this next, uh, next question of you every time I see you because I get a little bit excited about when I see people delivering mines, building mines. It's old school delivering cash. Is in the current environment where everyone's just that little bit nervous, people are, people are struggling to get into the market, raise the capital, etc. There must be deals to be done. You must be looking around. One eye on, on other stuff. Uh, look where like you say the in in this environment there's a lot of stuff coming across our desks um 
we we initially thought we'd start looking at some early stage uh, projects that we could advance slowly, mm. but interestingly, it's, it's probably a sign of the times. There, there are a few projects that are further down the development path that have been, you know, have come across our debt. Mm. To say we're actively looking isn't accurate. We, you know, we have a real focus on paying back our debt, mm. um, delivering to shareholders, and extending the mine life. That's the priority of what we do. Uh, and then after that. And that's not too far away. I'm just talking over the next, you know, mm. six months, the next two quarters. Mm. Uh, after that, the cash then starts building up very quickly. Mm. And then I think that's when we're in the strongest position to look at deals. Right. And Okay. Do you have any kind of shorters? Shorters in the stock? Anyone shorting your stock? Uh, not that I know. Not any, no. not any major shorters. No. Right. Okay. Yeah. Which is interesting in itself because I'm, I'm, I'm looking at your share price. I'm trying to why it isn't kind of kicking on. I get that it's a tough market. So the fact that it's not heading south is, is really good news. But it's kind of heading sideways a, a, a bit. You're not getting credit. So some of the stuff we've all talked about today seemingly would be and the things that you're addressing in terms of life of mine and in terms of getting the second asset up and running, et cetera, would seem to be some of what they're looking at for you to kind of deliver on. Is there anything else that you think you're a little bit nervous about when I when think of Thor? Um, no, look, I, I think Thor is a first of its kind project in mm. Nigeria. Yeah. You know, metals mining, not just gold. Yeah. You know, uh, so the, the conventional institutional investors in North America, here in London, have never invested in a gold mine in Nigeria. Mm. And obviously there's going to be that apprehension to start with, to be the first. Uh, we like to think that you know, we've delivered above what we promised uh, for three quarters in a row, and hopefully the next quarter as well. Mm -hmm. um, but at, at the end of the day, we can look back and the numbers won't lie. If at the end of every quarter we're, we're generating yeah. US dollars, uh, it's only a matter of time before that re-rating happens. All we can do is continue to say what we intend to deliver and deliver it and show the growth in Nigeria and in Senegal. Um, and I also think, um, in addition to that, you know, we've, we've had some long-term shareholders who've been in, you know, for, you know, seven, eight years mm -hmm. who are taking the opportunities. I don't know if they're having losses elsewhere to exit every time there has been an increase in, in share price, yeah. which has meant, like you say, the price has gone sideways. Mm -hmm. But there's only uh, so long that can go on, and I think in a matter of time that will all be gone as well. So we keep delivering um, what we say, we deliver growth. I, I think next year would be fantastic in terms of share price performance. I hope anyway. I hope so. Shagan, really good to hear the story, and well done. Thank you. The numbers don't lie. Keep doing it, okay? Thank you very much.